Welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Snyder, and I'm so glad you're here, taking time out of your busy life to join in the conversation. In this space, we'll discuss what it means to live a life rooted in Christ and what that looks like practically in the different areas of our lives. Through short, manageable episodes that you can listen to while doing the dishes or taking a shower, we'll talk about how to live our lives intentionally as Christ followers. My prayer is that in whatever roles we fill or responsibilities we have, no matter where we are planted, we will become rooted and established in Christ. Kayla, welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I am so glad that you are here and we are able to like see each other face to face. (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me here. Kayla and I actually met on Instagram. I don't even remember how I, we found each other, but, um, I, I think it was actually, I found you. Oh, okay. Great. Um, <laughs> but we've just started talking and, you know, very like-minded on a lot of things and we've connected on many different topics and homeschooling and all kinds of things. So Kayla and I had been talking about, uh, some things. And I said, let's, let's get you on the podcast. I think this would be a really good conversation. And um, I'm lo- really looking forward to chatting with you today. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, what you're up to. Yeah, so I'm Kayla, and I'm married to my husband, Skylar. We've been married for uh, 12 years now, just over 12. We have four kids, ages 10 through four, and I homeschool <laughs> them. Um, so days are busy, but wonderful. Um, I never saw homeschooling as my future, but here we are and here we're we doing are. it like eight, eighth year, seventh year. I can't remember exactly. And we love it. So, wow. That's awesome. I'm on year two and I'm praying through each day. <laughs> year three before I could say I loved it. So, okay. you know, Hey, yeah. I love the flex of the flexibility of it is great, but there's who. I have some very strong headed, tiny versions of myself that I'm teaching. So, (laughs) all right, well, today we are going to talk about the idea of church hurt and how to come back from that. Um, Like so many people have experienced church hurt. Uh, There's, there's just a lot because bottom line is the church is made up of humans and humans mess up. And that's not an excuse, but it is to say that, uh, it's, it's bound to happen at some point because we're messy and, and we're, it's, you know, it's like a family that we, we hurt each other occasionally and it's, it's sad and it's hard, but it's something that happens. And I think that this is an important conversation to talk about, um, to help us acknowledge it, but also how can we move forward maybe after we've experienced, some hurt or, or some, some pain either from people in the church or leadership in the church. And so I just wanted to talk to you about this a little bit more. Um, so what, what have you seen other people kind of experiencing as far as church hurt, hurt goes? Maybe, maybe we define that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I have, you know, experienced some myself, um, a couple different times in a couple of big moments in my life. One Mm. when I was younger and then one more recently. Um, I fortunately and unfortunately watched my dad walk through some very big church hurt and got Mm. to kind of watch his example of how he walked through that. Um, And so church hurt can be, like you said, it's 
humans in the church. Mm. And as we are trying to follow the steps of Jesus, we still screw up. And so screwing up means unfortunately hurting people sometimes in the wake of that. And, um, you know, it can be such a myriad of things between, um, you know, it could be an actual physical hurt, or it could be a, um, just a spiritual abuse issue Mm -hmm. or uh, slander. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can be hurt within the church. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's so easy to want to just walk away or throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. But often we, sometimes we do, but often we don't do that with other things. So why, you know, we, if we get hurt, in a relationship, we don't just say, I'm never making a friend again. I mean, maybe it takes some time before <laughs> we open ourselves back up, but we don't just throw away friendship as a whole. So how, how would you encourage someone to not just walk away completely, um, but maybe address this from a biblical perspective and, and walk this and move forward in this? Um, yeah. So I think to realize that our hurt is coming from man, mm. um, man is broken and it is not coming from the Lord. The, the Lord is gentle and loving. Yeah. Um, and so to kind of separate those two components and say, this church hurt is coming from man. It is not coming from God who is actually our healer, um, mm. who wants to restore the brokenness within us. That's good. I think that's, it's really hard to separate those things because we think of, you know, God and church are one. Um, but he is not the one who hurt us. It was, you know, the person or people or, you know, the group or specific, you know, church in general, but I think it's so important to separate those. Yeah. And one of my, um, one of my good friends always reminds me, she says, Kayla, we look for our unity in Christ. We don't look for our unity in culture. We don't look for our mm-hmm. unity in how we do things. We look for our unity in Christ. And so if we can keep our eyes focused on that, rather than looking at the ways that we do different things um, and looking for the disunity, I think that will help us too, is just focusing in on where we are unified. Man, that is so true. <laughs> I love that. Like looking for our unity in Christ rather than from culture's perspective. I say that again. I feel like we need to acknowledge that for a second. Let's see if I can say it again. Finding our unity in Christ and not within culture or the ways that we individually do things, or that could be bringing division, but looking and keeping our eyes on the unity in Christ. Mm, Yes. It's so interesting. We actually just did an Ephesian series at our church and we talked about the unity, um, the unity of the church body, the little C church, like your individual church and the big C church, like the church around the world. Um, and how, especially, I mean, I feel like there's always been something that can create division, but it feels like right now, especially there's so much that can cause division, whether you're talking about, you know, how you celebrate holidays to how you, you know, have communion on Sundays. Like it's the whole gamut. There can be something, it could be politics. It could be, um, 
the pandemic. It could, it could literally be anything, but it just feels like everything is so heightened right now that it's so easy to find something to create division in your relationships or in the church. And so focusing on the fact that we are unified in Christ, I think is such a key point because we are not meant to be of this world. Like this is not our home. And so to find unity in something that is of this world is kind of fruitless and and pointless. So finding our unity in Christ, I think is really key. I love that. That's so good. So maybe someone that you have encountered or, you know, just a word of encouragement, maybe for someone that has experienced this and either wants to maybe walk away from their faith or walk away from the church altogether, or is really just kind of deconstructing things and trying to figure out what in the world they believe, what would you say to them to encourage them to not just kind of let it all go? Uh, Well, I would say, first of all, uh, go to the Lord on it. Um, it's so easy in my, my natural inclination, which I'm sure is, um, similar to many is to go run to someone, anyone, mm. everyone who wants to listen to me <laughs> and go to them instead, rather than going to the Lord. Right. That's, I see yep. you nodding. Um, me too. <laughs> and so to go to the Lord first is, uh, just, that's like my constant reminder to myself, Mm. Kayla, who are you talking to first? Even before I'm talking to my husband, am I first taking this to the Lord? Because he, like I said, he is the God who loves us. He is Mm -hmm. gentle with us and he grieves with us. And so when you're going through church suffering um, or church hurt, it is a suffering. It is a Mm -hmm. grief. And so to be able to take it to the Lord and say, God, this hurts this thing that this person did or didn't do, or, you know, whatever it is, this thing hurts me. And this is how it's making me feel. Um, I think that is such a huge first step is that we can lay it all out. It doesn't have to be this perfectly packaged grief thing. It can look messy and be very vulnerable, um, with the Lord and he can hold that dearly. Uh, and walk through that grief with us. And so, first of all, I would say, sit with it in prayer. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing, too, you know, one of the, the common things that we hear in today is it's okay to not be okay. And I don't know if you're familiar with um, Dale Partridge from Relearn Church, but one of the things he said one time that has stuck with me um, for a couple of years now is, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And so I really just kind of held on to that. Like that second piece is so important of it is okay to not be okay, but what are we doing then to process that hurt to yeah. not remain in that place? And are we, um, you know, I, like I said, take it to the Lord too. I, I think then after you've taken it to the Lord, you do find a couple of godly friends um, mm-hmm. or your spouse or uh, counselor to go and speak about this situation. Um, I think that is, and can be a very helpful and wise thing to have people who know God's word, speaking truth into your life. Um, and then the third thing that I would suggest is to take every thought captive, um, second Corinthians 10, three through six. And so, and not just taking our thoughts captive, but taking thoughts of others, um, captive, thoughts that are 
spoken about us or held about us by other people even. And so just to take these thoughts that we might be wanting to um, continue to replay in our mind, replaying a scenario over and over again, Mm. and to just kind of pause that and say, Lord, you know, Mm. here this is, how can I take this thought and obey it to what you say and your commands? Um, So those are the three big things that has helped me in my, um, you know, most recent church hurt, um, just kind of walk through those three steps. Yeah. Well, those are one, I just love how practical they are, but two, I, I wanted to just touch on a couple of things. The, the grief part is this is real. Like this is a real hurt that people experience. This is a loss. A lot of times people do leave their church because of it. And maybe there there's a loss of friendships or relationships because of it. And so there is that grief there that you need to process these losses and you need to allow yourself to grieve and take those, take that grief to God. Like that's okay to take time to grieve and, and to allow yourself that time. Um, but then yeah, be, be proactive in processing through that in, you know, wise counsel in getting professional counseling, even if that's what's necessary, but, um, taking that time to grieve, I think is really key in order to, um, be able to let it go and move forward. Um, and even offer forgiveness to those that have hurt you, um, being able to do that requires you to, (laughs) acknowledge that grief and that loss. I think that's really important. But that last part about taking every thought captive, easier said than done, um, but so, so important. And again, like, you know, I, I don't know about all the listeners, but I know for me, I replay those things over and over in my head. If I've been hurt or I feel like I've been wronged, you know, I replay what I should have said, what they said, what, you know, what comebacks I should have had, how they were wrong, you know, trying to find the justice somehow in there. And, and it's, it's not mine to avenge it's the Lord's. And so, um, allowing God to renew your mind and not, man, not just like replay those scenarios over and over again. And, and even not even taking on what people have said about you in those situations or what you have said about you, but submitting that to the Lord is going to be so key in healing and moving forward. And even to trust again in the future, because you have not taken that, those things on as your identity, but you have really submitted them to Christ so that, um, he can tell you who you are in him and you can move forward in that way. Yeah. I, I love that you, that you said you are someone who loves justice. Like that is me absolutely to my core. And I see it every day because my middle son is exactly like me. Like there's <laughs> gotta be justice in every situation. And yes. so it's kind of this funny, like I, I kind of go, Oh, is this how God looks at me? You know, in looking at my son and how he, he wants this justice so badly. And so I understand that completely where I'm like, I want to defend my character that has always been something, you know, um, that I've held close is yeah. my character name. What is, what is being spoken about me? And so I'm, I'm quick to want to defend it. And I'm quick to, um, want to maybe warn other people of these injustices that are being experienced so that perhaps they can be saved from them also. <laughs> or I want to, um, just want to see the justice in these yeah. broken situations, situations. And so, uh, one, <laughs> One thing that this uh, last situation has really taught me, 
was just to sit quiet and let the Mm -hmm. Lord defend me. Just like you said, like that is not an easy thing, but it really was what I felt like the Lord speaking of just, just be quiet, just be still. Um, and to not go around seeking my own justice because my own justice is going to be really ugly. It's not going to be what the Lord Mm. had if it's not his justice. Um, and then the other thing that you said too, is, um, the forgiveness aspect. That Mm -hmm. is the other absolutely major component Mm. of this, um, is the forgiveness because, you know, it's been said and we know forgiveness is not, um, for other people, forgiveness is for own hearts and is are we going to continue holding on to it or are we going to release that to the lord and no mm-hmm. longer hold on to it and not let bitterness and all of mm-hmm. the other things come yeah. into our heart because of the situation um one and of the things regardless that I- of how they respond to they may not show remorse or ask for forgiveness but we can forgive on our end in order to be released from that right they, they may not even acknowledge that anything even happened right and you're like don't you see it? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that really sat with me in this was, um, the phrase, I don't know if you've heard hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And so I just kind of held that and said, okay, Lord, like, am I going to be a hurt person that is continuing and mm. dividing and hurting more people? Or yeah. am I going to seek you and seek your healing, let you heal me. And then Lord, please use me in the aid of you know, other people's restorations and healing, if you will. Um, and so that was kind of this crossroad moment that I came to is which of these people am I going to be? Um, and you know, I, obviously I don't want to be a hurt person hurting other people. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to forgive, release that hurt myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is the God of restoration. He's the God of redemption. And I think so often we want to see it done, our way, or at least like, we want to see it. We want to see the justice. We want to see how it's going to work out. We want them to apologize, you know, and that's not, I feel like rarely that is the case that it just gets all tied up in a nice little bow. And so we have to trust that he is still in control and he can still redeem. And maybe, maybe that relationship gets redeemed and maybe it doesn't, but he can still redeem the situation. I love the phrase that God wastes nothing. You know, he's Mm -hmm. going to use that to bring about something for his glory. And whether we get to see it this side of heaven or not is really just to be seen, but we can allow ourselves to be available and let not just like, oh, whatever, it's fine. Forget about it. But like genuinely forgiving them and, and moving forward trusting the Lord that he's going to guide us and he's going to lead us where he wants us to go so that he can use us rather than just turning from that hurt and hurting other people. I think that's a really, um, key phrase to, you know, keep in mind that we don't, we don't want to just keep perpetuating that hurt. So I appreciate you sharing that. That's really helpful. And, uh, keeps us, keeps us focused on, on God rather than maybe on, the hurt that we've experienced, but grateful that we, we serve a God that is good to his word and he redeems all things and he, um, can help us process that. So, so really with this conversation, our heart with this is to encourage those who have been hurt, who, um, 
who've experienced church hurt in some shape or form to really go to the Lord with this. And so that that's really what we want to to share. That's our heart with this conversation is that um, he can redeem and he can restore. So if you were like kind of just like sitting across the table, having coffee with someone with maybe one of our listeners who have experienced this, what would you want to say to them? Um, well, I would say, first of all, like I, uh, we had hit on going to prayer, also going to scripture. What does the Lord actually say about these situations that we might be dealing with? Because I believe we believe, you know, scripture has full authority. Hmm. God's word tells us so incredibly much about these different situations we deal with. And there is a lot about suffering and there's a lot about different, um, you know, trials that we go through. And so one of the things that, um, I would tell them is start looking up some of these scriptures, Hmm. um, for one, you know, a, a church hurt that I, um, recently went through was based on slander. And so what I did was I started going through scripture of what does the Lord say about slander and what is his, uh, word tell us to do in these situations. Um, and so one of the ones that I really came to, it was first Corinthians, um, four 12. And it says, when reviled, we bless when persecuted, we endure. And when slandered, we entreat. And, you know, that's kind of this nice little sounding (laughs) verse. And I'm like, okay, Lord, well, what do I do with that? And Mm -hmm. so I went piece by piece. What does it mean to be reviled? Okay. What does it mean to bless? What does it mean to be slandered? What does it mean to entreat? And I just started this word study, Mm. which led me into different commentaries of, um, you know, other people breaking this verse down. And it was so healing to do Mm -hmm. that and just see what really does this mean? If I break this, um, you know, piece apart, what is that? What am I actually being told to do? And so my advice would be search the scripture. There is so much, uh, wisdom that we can literally take (laughs) and apply it to our situations most of the time in Mm. some, some, um, way or another. And so for me, that was a huge, um, a huge thing was really just to rest in the Lord. Again, it's that same taking your thought captive. It's going mm-hmm. back to what the Lord is saying about the situation yeah. and not what the world might be saying about this situation. Totally. When I love that you, you dove in, you know, really deep and, and did the word study and looked at commentaries and it, I just had this thought of like, what did that cause your brain to do? What did that cause your mind to do? You were focused on the word of God rather than on the situation. I know that the scripture that you were focusing on had to do with that situation, but now you're like knee deep in commentaries and the Greek (laughs) version of the words. And you're like, this is so cool. Thanks God. And now like, you're just like dwelling on the word of God rather than dwelling on the situation. Like, how cool is that? Well, and and let me tell you in this moment, like when I, when I started to do this study, it was probably 1am, 2am because I was up in my bed tossing and turning and in turmoil over this situation and crying and just like, Lord, what do I do? And it was, 
an encouragement of a friend. She had told me to look up scripture. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it right now at 1 a.m. I'm no longer going to sit and just dwell on this and not Mm. sleep anyway. I'm going to go to God's word. And so it's funny you say that because it was literally in a really terrible moment um, that the Lord just nudged me to say, just, just do it now. (laughs) Just pick up your word and see what I have to say. And that absolutely, like you said, transformed from such this heartbroken night to, whoa, God's word is so cool. God's word is active speaking all the time, even at 1am when I'm, you know, feeling (laughs) terrible. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was such great encouragement. I loved it. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing these, these practical ideas and some resources for us. And man, I know that this is a big conversation and really nuanced for a lot of people who have experienced it. Like you said, like it's, there's all kinds of different uh, types of church hurt. And so I just hope that this for our listeners was just really encouraging and gave them maybe some practical steps to keep moving, moving forward, keep seeking, uh, redemption and restoration and forgiveness. Um, and, and just really keep pursuing the Lord in all of this, uh, regardless of maybe the hurt that, that we've experienced. So thank you so much for being here. I do have a question for you. Uh, when I kind of wrap up the episode with a fun question. So what is a resource that you are loving right now that is helping you to stay rooted? It could be kind of, you know, light or it can be like super spiritual, but what's something that's helping you right now? Okay. Two things, actually. One of them is the Bible recap. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've heard of that. Just a chronological daily reading plan. I, um, started it just over three. I actually just finished my third year going through, um, the Bible and it like literally transformed the way that I read God's word. So incredible. So I would highly recommend that it comes in podcast or in book form where you have your daily reading. And then she just kind of recaps it and gives you Mm. some history, some geology, geography. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Some geography of where you're reading. And it's wonderful resource. Um, the other one is from the daily grace co and it's like there, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but it's, it, it goes through each book of the Bible and gives you the history, the, who wrote it, you know, some key parts about it. And that has been added to my Bible study the last couple of years. And I've loved both. That's so good. I've actually seen both of those and have thought about it, but I'm like, I don't know. Do I really oh, need another good. book? <laughs> Highly recommend. Yes. Okay. Noted. I will add it to my Christmas list, my wish list. Right. <laughs> well, where can people find you to connect with you and, and just glean more of your wisdom? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, I am pretty quiet other than I'm at, um, Kayla Donnell, uh, on Instagram. And that's about the only place I used to blog years ago and haven't touched it. It's collecting dust. Well, I love it. You are constantly sharing about God's word and what he is teaching you and homeschooling and all of that wonderful stuff. So I would just love watching you for your adventures and all the things, the field trips you do with your family. It's great. It's so, it's so awesome. I feel like I'm there vicariously. So (laughs) thanks for joining us today. I I'm really honored that you were on today. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rooted and Established podcast. As always, I'm so grateful you took time to listen. I would be honored if you take a moment to leave a five-star rating and positive review. 
This helps other potential listeners know that this is a podcast worth listening to. And while you're at it, screenshot the podcast and put it on your social media or stories to share with your friends. That is worth a thousand thank yous. But if you tag me, I'll be sure to personally thank you myself. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat again soon.